Welcome to Oh My Pod. I'm Matt. And I'm Omar. In this weekly podcast, we sip wine and spill tea with industry leaders. (laughs) That was nice. Thank you. (laughs) Who are making a big impact on the world. Oh, yeah. (laughs) On this week's episode, we are chatting with our good friend, Amy Shio. She is a badass creative powerhouse. She's an artist. She's a fashionista. She's a model. She's a health and wellness queen. Oh, my God. She's all of the things. You used all of the adjectives. Mm -hmm. We're going to discuss how she went from corporate to creative Mm. and how she makes her art into her business. So get comfortable, honeys, because we're about to take you on a cute little ride. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Woo. (laughs) This is me clapping. Um, Today we're here with our friend, Amy. Hi, guys. (laughs) Um... For those of you who don't know, which I mean, like most of the people won't know where we know Amy from, but Amy and uh, Matt and I were on the lift float for Pride um, in Toronto, which was my first ever um, Pride participation. I'd say it would be I'd the same for Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> same for you, yeah. yeah. Um, so tell us, tell us, tell us about you. Tell us about you, because I met you <laughs> and I was like, this human being is fabulous. <laughs> So, I mean, I just want to know more about you. Well, I'm Amy, as you guys know, and, uh, well, I used to work in investment banking for 10 years. Yeah. And you guys met me two years out of quitting that job. Mm-hmm. Well, you so, were 10 years? 10 years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I'm an artist now, so it's a big transition, and mm-hmm. so I think when you met me, it was very... Good job, Matt. <laughs> Love that. My energy and the way that I um, am has changed so much within that time. And uh, yeah, Pride was awesome. We just had the best time. Oh my God, it was amazing. So so I think we can dive right in. So you quit corporate finance, Mm -hmm. like investment banking. How, (laughs) number one, (laughs) (laughs) investment banking. How did you, number one, get into investment banking? Where did how did your journey bring you there? Yeah. And then what made you quit? I mean, I can guess what made you quit because investment banking, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about that journey into it and then out of it. Yeah. So I graduated university with a business degree and with a communications degree. Mm. And my intention was always to work in um, PR actually, mm. and not in not use my business side of things, I guess, or the finance side of things. But it was around the time of when there was a double cohort. So there was grade 12 and grade 13 in Ontario, and they cut grade 13. And so there were double amount of graduates um, going into university and then also going out and getting jobs. So it was really difficult to get jobs at the time. Mm -hmm. And so the only job that came my way was this like mailroom job uh, in this finance firm. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, done, I'm going to take it. All of my friends had jobs. I was so like bored and I did not want to um, stay at home. So mm-hmm. I basically ended up taking this job. And what was supposed to be two weeks ended up being extended to a month and then three months. And then a few people that were a part of this department decided to quit on the same day. And so the opportunity presented itself. They already knew that I had finance background um, to basically start working my way up into this position where I ended up becoming um, VP and managing a team. Wow. 
Yeah. So it was a wow. like it's basically mailroom to yeah. like a ma- a manager role uh, within ten years, and a lot had changed. There was a financial crash that happened. There was so much that like I saw from a uh, like when I was twenty one. Like, right. The perspective of that was so different, and um, so that's how I sort of got into it. Oh my god. <laughs> wow, mailroom to VP. <laughs> I wish you could see their faces. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's like, you know, the success story that like corporations try and feed you. Like, work your way up my really, really cool grey ladder. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that sucks people in and It does. And it and there's money behind it to like encourage you to like do more and it's gross. Yeah, I think it's, it's gross. It, it, it's it's an icky thing for sure. Like I remember, <laughs> but contextually, think about like being that age and like mm-hmm. like having two phones. I had a oh BlackBerry. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. no one had a BlackBerry at the yeah, time. Totally. Like I just it was so like it fed into this whole like, fresh out of uni. Like you were twenty one. Mm. Yeah, like yeah. it fed into this whole thing where like my friends would be like finance Amy. Like it was just like a really funny thing. And and I mean. Like, the perks, like, like you say, like, just, like, what I was getting paid, it was nuts. Mm-hmm. And it kept growing, and those are the things that continue to keep you going back for more, even if you didn't love it. Because mm-hmm. you'd just be like, oh, one more bonus round. Mm-hmm. or And I, I think I did that for about, like, six years mm-hmm. um, at the end, which was crazy. But the way my fashion started um, blooming out of this, I was always, like trendy and fashionable but I started having really edgy outfits at the office uh-huh. and so I started tweeting about my looks because mm. there's no Instagram at the time right and I would tweet with my head cut off because like you don't who wants their face on the internet like right, it was like right. such a <laughs> big thing to like not have your face on the internet and I would like tag brands and like um do stuff like that and I think I started getting recognition from brands like that oh wow and eventually I remember in finance like women that it's few and far between so they'd be like where did you get that outfit from and it would be very high low and so I started consulting with women within finance um, and kind of styling them and that's how my fashion journey started um, by doing my finance job but then also doing my passion on the side right Yeah, yeah so it was kind of like accidental like, you didn't intend for it to, like, become anything. It was, like, a hobby. Well, it was a hobby. I wouldn't say it was accidental because I ended up getting a Tumblr and then a blog. Right, right. Because I was like, if I'm going to put this out there, like, it may as well live somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I started doing it just for myself to document it. Mm-hmm. And that's basically how it's all started. Wow. So, I mean, I want to know... I mean, I think we've all had really unfulfilling jobs in our lives, which has led us to do... (laughs) Evie just ran across the living room. Um, Which has led us to do what we do now. What would you say was the most, like... What was, like, the last straw for you before you, like, were like, fuck this? Like, I gotta go? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I basically had never taken two weeks off consecutively in ten years. So, like, holidays equaled three days to four days at a time, which right. would, like, would tack on with long weekends. And I remember being like, I need to I need to take a break because I was getting a little saucy yeah. at the office. And like, you know, that happens to people. And so I asked for a week off and got it, and I still didn't really feel that good. And 
I didn't, I, and by that, I mean, I just didn't feel like I was like energized again. So mm-hmm. I'd asked for another week and my boss said no. And I was like, listen, like I'm not a good version of myself. I don't think I should be coming back to the office. Can I please get another week? So I got another week. And uh, I came back and I was like all fresh, ready to go. Mm-hmm. And the second day into coming back, I was like old me again. And I remember saying to myself like, this is this is just office Amy like like at home I'm a different version of myself right, like yeah, I'm yeah. I'm not like this but remember when you're at a job and that's like 8 to 12 to 15 hours of your day that becomes you mm-hmm. and I remember snapping at this um, employee of mine and I remember that was the moment where and it was like before 8 a.m. like it was something crazy and it was not over something that like we weren't saving lives mm-hmm. And I remember at that moment being like, oh my God, like you have changed into this person and this is this is now you. And mm-hmm. I did not like that version of the human that I was becoming. And I remember going home and speaking to my boyfriend at the time, Kona, who's now my husband, mm-hmm. and just having this conversation with him about like what is happening to me. And he'd been around for the entire time. So like, you know, it affects your relationships and it affects mm-hmm. your friendships. Mm-hmm. your family life and we had a conversation being like I think that I think I need to pursue my arts and change kind of needs to happen wow yeah oh my god I feel like this, that is so different for the both of us mm-hmm. because for me I was like going from job to job and then I was like no I'm done this is it I mm-hmm. feel like I never realized how much potential I had in myself to do the things I wanted to do alone um because I was always the type of person that was like I need to work like a nine to five because I need to know where like my next paycheck is going to come from right and that like security for me is what kind of kept me doing what I was doing for so long well that's why most people will stick to a nine to five or whatever job they're in because of that security factor because when you do go freelance or when you do start going creative full-time you lose that security the security is you like you have nothing else. I started in, well, like after I left university, I took an internship with DHL. Um, it was like the first kind of internship that I could get. And I think a lot of people like you did right after uni, you're like, oh my God, I need to do something professional. I need to like develop myself. So I took a data analytics internship. It's also like DHL. friends, sorry. It's just, it's also friends. So you're like, all your friends have jobs and you're yeah, like, it's I need, yeah, I need a job too. Yeah. Like, but sometimes, okay, I'm just going to throw this one out there before I'm going, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I feel like going to uni at the age of 18 is far too young to spend A, that much money, and then yeah. B, commit three, four years of your life to, because I studied interior design and I don't do that anymore. Right. That was a waste of so much money. Um, and I have never pursued a career in it ever. Right. And yeah, so many people will, like, rush into a job and then don't live. And then will be in this, like, little cycle climbing a ladder and never leave it. Like, never have the courage to leave it. But please continue. You get stuck. But we left it, so... Continue what you say. Um, I... What was I saying? So I had an internship with DHL. um, Quit it halfway through because it was literally... Imagine sitting in an office surrounded by German people in Frankfurt. Oh, it was in Frankfurt as well. (laughs) Context. Great. Um... It's dark outside because it's Germany. There's no like the, there's no light. It's nine to five, sitting in the office doing data analytics. Like not what I want to do with my life. Yeah. 
So I decided like halfway in that I never wanted to do that again. And even though I wasn't making any money, I was trying to do freelance writing. I was like doing Instagram kind of like on the side. Yeah. I just took the the leap off and I had, I had the privilege of having my parents to kind of back me up on rent whenever I needed it back. So I know a lot of people can't take that step necessarily unless you right. have some kind of security behind you. Yeah. Um, but I was able to kind of build up my career from there and then move to Toronto and everything. I, I think that I would say that my security was sticking with that job and saving some money mm. to be able to do that. that so there's good. like a different ways and avenues that people can yeah. sort of Yeah, that was going to be my next that. question to you. Do you like, did you just then quit or did you like plan and save up a bit of money before like have like savings? I mean, you worked there for 10 years, so obviously you must yeah. have had savings, but did you, yeah, how was the yeah, process I've, for you? Yeah, I've always um, been someone, I think through having immigrant parents I'm a first generation Canadian so having their mentality uh, with saving was huge my dad mm-hmm. was a big proponent I worked at you guys are gonna think I'm a lifer but I worked at McDonald's for nine years <laughs> and that was through high school and yeah. through university and like I know that through you know my social media like people may not think that that was the that's something that I would do but I mm. I'm very committed when I'm uh, have something that i put my mind to and and so even with the McDonald's paycheck I would have to put some away on the side and my dad made it a very it wasn't like oh you made $200 like it was a percentage of that $200 every single time that went into another account for me Mm. Um, so I sort of continued that with investment banking Mm. I I always thought of it like it would be a rainy day situation because my parents and I didn't come from a lot of money and so it was always just ingrained in us to um Save. Mm-hmm. So that's what I kind yeah. of did. Yeah, I think that's really important because I took the jump without having any savings or like really anything, like just a couple of hundred dollars in my pocket. Yeah. And I moved to Berlin from Frankfurt from having that job to just like try my best. But yeah. honestly, I didn't make money until like a year ago and I've been doing this for like three years. So, right. Which is something I find crazy about you. Like, yeah. as the biggest Virgo on the planet, like taking a huge <laughs> risk like that without any like. I don't know. Yeah, it's uncharacteristic. Yeah, it's yeah. really uncharacteristic. Um, yay, yay for But you. I think just, oh, yeah. just to note that like no matter what, it's always good to have that security, but if, if it's time, it's time. And right. you have that feeling, if you have that urge in yourself, I think we don't live on this planet long enough to to let that urge go away for like another five years and maybe it's time to just like leap off and see if it works. Like it worked out for me, for example. Yeah. I did have the privilege of like having that support system. But I think at some point you have to break the cycle yeah. and go live the life that you want to live. I agree with that. And now you're thriving. Now you're thriving. <laughs> I'm doing the things. You're doing the things. <laughs> tell, me about, tell me about some of the things that you're doing. So you're an artist. I'm an artist. Um, so... You dabble in clothing, yeah. this clothing line, which yeah. I want to get into. Um, healthy I'm things. I'm just like... Healthy, healthy things. things. Just... I honestly call myself a person of interest. Like, I am obsessed with lots of things. And therefore, I think that in North America, we're siloed into like, what do you do? Yeah, yeah, I mm-hmm. write. And then all mm-hmm. you're allowed to do is write. Mm-hmm. And then I act. And all you're allowed to do is act. I think it's a, it's something that we need to free ourselves from in the way that we think of ourselves. Mm-hmm. I think conversations that I have with my non-North American friends uh, tend to be more about passions and the things that we love and, and our job doesn't really define who we are so the way that I sort of lead my life and 
my process in being in this world right now is just I'm a person of interest. I love adaptogens. I love fashion. I love working out. I love making time to be spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't, I can't really, I guess the one word that I would use to describe myself as an artist. Yeah. That's amazing. Cause it's like a, a very well-rounded word. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's also the same for like people in the UK too, like that mentality. It's like you go to, you like get a job after you finish uni and then you live under this like horrible gray sky for the rest of your life and then like go to this really, really gray building and then like type on this really, really gray, like everything's just everything's really gray. gray. Everything's gray and just shit. And then, I mean, it was the same in Berlin too. Like, yes, it was like emerging artists and people doing really creative things, but I just felt felt like in Berlin for me everyone was like either going out on the weekends and mm-hmm. living this like double life totally. and then going to work and like earning the money to go and live that double life and I was like I don't want to be miserable for 75% of my existence yeah no 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 no, no. there's still a mentality that artists can't make money like you can't make a profitable career off of being a creative person but i think the internet and social media has completely flipped that on its head because you can start something online you can start an entire business online without having any investment ever and that's Mm -hmm. never happened in the history of humanity where you don't have to have someone backing you to like start a business and really succeed in like a couple of days honestly you can build a multi-million dollar business in like you know a year or two Um, and you've seen that with like airbnb uber lyft like all of these companies that have like risen up have been one person with one idea and the internet right and a laptop and like a cell phone yeah (laughs) and then you build anything you want what's that word that you just said you have an interest in the thing the word that you use adaptogen yeah what's an adaptogen oh so adaptogens are basically (laughs) herbs and (laughs) well basically they're just like a select group of herbs that like help our bodies cope with stress and like everyday um yeah, I guess stressors um, in the world. And so they've been used for centuries um, in Chinese medicine and in Ayurvedic medicine. Uh-huh. And so there's different types that I t- sort of take. Uh, I steep them. I kind of I kind of feel like I'm a witch sometimes. Oh, my God. If you yeah. watch Amy's stories, <laughs> she will have so many, like, potions and, like, oh recipes and, like, smoothies I and everything witchy on there. Yeah. Like, oh, so much information. So there's just... It just depends. I always... I base my day on mood and I always think that food should be functional and not like if I'm craving something salty then I'll google it to be like what am I missing in my body Mm. or if I'm craving something sweet for example if you're craving something sweet usually it's a magnesium deficiency but a high level of magnesium is in cocoa powder so that kind of makes sense as to why we go to chocolate um so yeah it's a it's a a huge it's a huge source of magnesium like raw cocoa powder. So, oh my God, amazing. Yeah, so I kind of um, try to like live like that where I see how I'm kind of feeling mood, mood-wise and then I'll steep stuff. I live in Kensington Market, so there's so many places yeah, that I can yeah. get like <laughs> dry places. herbs, yeah. sarsaparilla, burdock root. They're like, a lot of them can help with your like skin. I had really bad um, uh, severe uh, atopic dermatitis this year and I tried to figure mm. it out uh-huh. through my gut because mm-hmm. everything's related to your yeah, gut, yeah, right? Yeah. And uh, there is, there's so many herbs that can sort of help yeah. um, alleviate that. Yeah. Without do you say that you'd personally go down like a, uh, like a herbal route as opposed to a pharmaceutical? Correct. A lot of the time? Always. Like always? Always, no, That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. There is, um, I was 
prescribed this like steroid cream for my face uh-huh. for this like issue that I was having and I basically just like searched natural remedies that I could do so I like basically made my own shea butter concoction oh, oh my God, um, which helped and yeah. it was like so much better because I, I was reading this thing about if you actually use steroids on your face and on your body your body can obviously become immune to them yeah. and then you just go higher and higher and higher and we're luckiest in Canada where it's not crazy but in the US mm-hmm. there isn't as much of a regulation yeah. and so yeah, yeah, yeah. it can really harm you so I've been just trying to be as natural as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like in the beauty industry in the U.S. is like fucked up. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I only just learned a lot about what SLSs do, sodium lauryl sulfates. Okay, um, tell me about it. It's the foaming agent that's in toothpaste? shampoos, uh... toothpaste, detergents that you use to clean like your dishes with or yeah. like the ground with, but also in like... Um, car engines right. and like it's it's a dis- it's a really really dirty it's a foaming agent but right. it's like over time it, it can be a carcinogen and yeah. too much use of it is really harmful and like kills cells and uh, it's disgusting yeah so, it's crazy if you think about the amount of um uh chemicals that we're exposed to on a daily basis and mm. it, it, it's crazy so it's just like being able to maybe be as like natural as possible if you have the means and the time to be able mm-hmm. to do it is great. I found that someone that I knew was allergic to blue dye in jeans. Really? And so you would wear these trousers and then you'd only have an inflammation every so often or it would only happen, it'd only be prevalent like maybe a day after and you wouldn't realize whether it was you know something that you had touched outside or something that you were eating and yeah it's crazy like the and our bodies are so uh, so much more uh, not a, aware I guess of like the stuff that we're putting into them because mm-hmm. think about how when we were younger there weren't as many people that had allergies and mm-hmm. I mean, there's like a whole other industry that we could talk about mm-hmm. with what, what that's doing. So I just think that um, if you can use adaptogens in your day-to-day lives to fight off some of these stressors in yeah. your body, um, it's, it's actually that's so, cool. so helpful. Yeah. How do you figure that out, though? So if you're a person who has a lot of, maybe there's inflammation, maybe there's acne, maybe there's some problems in your body that you want to fix, how do you figure out which... Which one adaptogens are going to like fix? Like, what do right. you substitute out of your body, so, out of your cleaning products, whatever, out of anything? So, I think for like adaptogens, if someone is like, this is adaptogen 101, where should I start? I, this isn't paid or sponsored or anything, but I love Sun Potion. Like, that brand is mm-hmm. amazing. And what I love about Sun Potion is they, um, you can go onto their website based off of beauty, based off of gut health. Oh, it depends okay. on. Like it, it, it depends on what you're looking for and then it will explain exactly what it is that it's gonna do. So they have one which is um, specified for women that I take, it's called the yin powder and it's basically a mix of all of these herbs together oh, if you're okay. kind of unaware. But yeah. um, I would start there for, for sure um, in terms of adaptogens and then in terms of cleaning products, I've honestly, our house smells like vinegar yeah. And then you yeah. air yeah. it out, but that's basically what we use now, yeah. just because there's just so much within our product. Do you put essential essential oils in? No. No. <laughs> it just goes straight rose. Really? <laughs> and then um, that's a great idea. We just made yeah, I just made um, a cleaning cleaning spray because cleaning spray is disgusting. Like, yeah. It's awful, um, and it's I think I just use water, 
vinegar and um, eucalyptus essential oils. Oh, amazing. But like it has, it has to like, I don't know. Mix. Mix for a minute before you spray. <laughs> right, right, the right. first like smells juice like was like very vinegar. Oh, but yeah. now it smells just like eucalyptus. Yeah. And, and it's so easy to do, to like yeah. make these things yourself. And like, it's streak free. Yeah. It's streak free. Uh, yeah, we've been trained <laughs> yeah. that we have to buy these certain clean, like you have to buy Windex, you have to buy these things to clean, but you really don't. Right. There's a lot of unnecessary shit in there that you don't need. You can just put vinegar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Done. And how Straight like fulfilling so is cheap. it? And yeah. how fulfilling is it to like make your own stuff? Like yeah. I want to start making my own deodorants because I feel like deodorants don't work for me anymore. Yeah. And I want to like make my own face scrubs and face masks because I feel yeah. like my skin's different. And totally. it reacts differently to all these stupid products. and Yeah. Um, yeah. And especially with you, you guys have a pet. Yeah. You guys have Evie. And yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. important, you know, like, mm-hmm. as to, like, what's happening to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Like, I don't want to spray shit into the atmosphere that's going to, like, affect not only us, but a little fur baby. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's like, going, like, if people want to make switches in their lives in, in terms of, like, the stuff, like, look at one part of your life at a time. I think a lot of people will get overwhelmed saying, like, I have to get rid of everything. I have to, like, change everything in my life. Start with, like, your, your laundry. Just make some laundry detergent and then switch out from, like, the pods that you're using or whatever. And then go into beauty and then go into other cleaning yeah. products and then fashion, that's, wherever you want to go. That's a great tip. Yeah. I, I love that. Uh, this, this summer, Perfect. I remember being like, I'm only going to carry home whatever I can from the mm-hmm. grocery store because, you know, like it would be on days that I'd forget a bag mm-hmm. or I'd be running and then my last errand would be groceries. And I'd story about it and then he, people would resonate with it and be like, oh, look, I didn't take a bag either. And mm-hmm. it's like maybe just doing something within your own self and sharing it with your community or with mm-hmm. your friends and family will motivate somebody else and I think that sometimes we're stuck in this place with it's it, like I'm just one person but you are just one person you can do it and yeah and and you'll inspire other people to do the same mm-hmm. totally I mean I think when it comes to uh, even diet for example we became vegan at the beginning of this year with no information we yeah. watched a documentary when we were hungover on New Year's Day <laughs> and then we became vegan that was our decision making process <laughs> and since then I think Matt specifically has been able to like educate a lot of people. Um, I, I so. we both did it for different reasons. Matt did it for um, climate change, climate, like justice. yeah, sustainability reasons to begin with. Yeah. Um, and I kind of looked at it through how food was affecting my body. Yeah. Um, my really good friend Anna talks about how food is medicine and how the things that you put into your body affect you like if you put something inside you it's going to affect you if you put something on you it's going to affect you so what am I consuming um and is it having a negative impact on my health yeah and so two weeks later I felt incredible and I never thought I could feel so light and our meal times were always just like I'm gonna eat and then I'm gonna sit down for half an hour that was my life but now I'm like, I'm going to eat and I'm going to go. Right. I'm going to be a gal on the go. It was fantastic. <laughs> and so... Um, I wish everyone could see the movements. Yeah. Yeah. The, the shoulder shakes. The shoulder bops. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, wait, what was I, where was I going with this? It's what you put uh, in your body and what you put yeah, on yeah, your yeah. body How, that really matters. Oh, and then also, like, and then, and then also like, educating other people. Like, yeah. luckily we have this platform to be able to educate people. Totally and share. Everyone has a platform. Yeah, and everyone has a platform. You have like 500 followers, 500,000 followers. You have a platform. But not even on the internet. Like, you as a human being can like influence your family into like making more sustainable choices and like 
you do things that your friends might think is like really really interesting that they didn't even think about and yeah. it's yeah it's just like positively affecting down the like chain of chain human beings that we're around all connected you with. Yeah, yeah that we're all connected with because we're all connected yeah as is the universe ah oh. love that <laughs> um i want to talk to you about Fortnite. oh yeah is this some okay for talk tell you talent I'll tell you. Not the game. Not the game. (laughs) So Fortnite is um, a local lingerie store here in Toronto. They are based in Parkdale. They're actually just across Trinity Bellwoods. Mm -hmm. And I'd approached them maybe a year and a half ago now, I would say. You approached them? I approached them just being like, hey, I'm Amy. I love your stuff. Uh, Let's collaborate on something. All of her stuff, um, the designer's name's Christina, is all lingerie. So for her as a designer, no one she doesn't see when some someone's wearing her stuff because it's all underpinning. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to have something made that could be used as underpinning and and or used as a fashion item. And yeah. this was pre the bike short happening and making its wave. Mm-hmm. And so I said to her, I think that this would be really fun and cool. Let's do something together. And so we ended up coming up with this um, bike short, black. Um, I wore it to Pride with you mm-hmm. guys yeah, before yeah, yeah. I launched. Yeah. And it just has lace at the bottom, very classic. Um, moisture wicking. Moisture wicking, <laughs> UV guarded. She it's tested all those things at Pride. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, exactly. I tested all those things at Pride. And, um, and you know, anti-chafing, made in all the size range, like mm-hmm. just... Just something that was something that I would want in my closet. The way that I speak about anything that I wear, talk about, eat, mm-hmm. is all natural to my person. So I'll never really, I'll never, not even really, I'll never talk about something that I don't believe in. And so I really believed in this project with her, and she was so lovely and believed in it as well. Mm-hmm. And so we did a round of the shorts, and they sold out within two days of us oh, wow. launching them. And there was so much, like, there was so much feedback from, like, um, people in the UK and the US being like, why aren't these online? So then we did another round and oh. then launched them again. It was like a two-week process because they're all handmade. Oh, wow. Okay. So, like, and that's the other beauty of them. And so, um, so we did that and, yeah, it's just such a cool thing. Like, I know, and this was also pre any social media uh, influencers having brand collabs like Mm -hmm. this was my idea to do this with her was you know more than a year and a half out so I remember having to be like I think this will be cool this will be a real thing this was after you'd left your finance job yeah right right. yeah whoa yeah had you like come up with the designs yourself yeah and like we we had dabbled in other things that we thought would make sense Mm -hmm. but I also wanted the price point to make be right for yeah. a, a variety of humans and yeah. so I um, we went with that wow yeah, it was really fun it was cool I think okay I'm just going to touch on something that you said before which we completely missed over but this and all of the other things that you do I feel like human beings are told that you are a banker you are a lawyer you are a hairdresser why can't you be like all of those things, okay, maybe not all of those things, but why can't you be like a multitude of different like 
pick all of the fun things that you want, like fashion design, um, you create art, you're so interested in so many incredible things, and you, I mean, speak so passionately about them, and I'm so excited to learn more about, what's the word again? Adaptogens. Adaptogens. <laughs> ah! <laughs> and that just happened from like one Instagram message, or like one email, like right? Yeah. That's like sparked that, yeah. and then you went into this partnership, and now... Are they still selling? Like, is it still yeah, going? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny, though, because it's winter now, I feel like, right. in Toronto. So, yeah. it'll, I mean, it'll maybe, have maybe not today. Yeah, not today. <laughs> but it'll have its wave again, you know, holiday, um, when people mm. go on vacations and stuff like yeah. that. But it's a, it's a classic. It's a staple. I stand true to it. I think that it's a beautiful piece to travel with because you can wear them with, like, runners and you can wear them with stilettos and belt them in with a blazer and mm-hmm. I, I feel like the styling is endless and that's why I really stand by it. Yeah. I mean, even on your Instagram, you've worn it in so many ways. So many different yeah. ways. Yeah. And I also like that idea of like us going back to maybe sustainability, like having a piece that you're going to use time and time again. And, and it doesn't have to be a new outfit to, to seem cool. Like mm-hmm. you can wear stuff over again and that's cool. Yeah, it really is. Which is really big coming from someone who's in the fashion field because I think a lot of fashion 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 people yeah. I don't know I'm not in the world yeah. fashion people <laughs> go like you'll wear you'll buy something from once and then you'll never wear it again because no. you can't possibly oh, take a fashion Instagram picture yeah. yeah well like my last three photos are the same blazer and they're it's yeah. my husband's blazer but I'm like this is what we have and this is what we're gonna I'm gonna wear this mm-hmm. and this is authentically how I'm gonna wear it and I don't care if my grid looks off. Mm. Like, this is for real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like living within your means. Yeah. Like, humans were never meant to buy 20,000 pieces. Yeah. Like, 20,000 of the same shirt because the shirt goes to shit after right. a week right. of wearing it. Yeah. So living within your means. I mean, also, like, the local, the local companies, brands in this city specifically, like, cotton. Like, yeah. who, mm, like, so create good. such fantastic items of clothing a slightly higher price point but like if you're gonna buy like a shitty five dollar t-shirt from say i don't know h&m um and then get rid of it within like a couple of months yeah as opposed to keeping this t-shirt for like a good few years yeah and the story behind cotton's pretty awesome too like i don't actually know it, it yeah they uh it's founded by um three people one of which is Egyptian, and um, all of the stuff is locally sourced in Egypt. They go back, all the money, like a ton of money goes back towards um, the community. The community. Oh. Yeah, it's really beautiful. It is actually so cool. Wow. Yeah. It makes you want to support that even more. Yeah, Why 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely. And you feel better doing it. You feel yeah. like you've done something with your, with your money rather than it just going to... The yeah. void, the capitalist the void. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which we're all trying to avoid. Yes. <laughs> um, do you have anything what? that you would like to add before? Oh, where we... are you going? What's happening yeah, next? Yeah, yeah. She, she's a fashionista. She's, she's a she's an herbalist. She's a, she's, she's a witch. Where is she going next? I don't know where she's going next. Honestly, um, I'm looking forward to. We have a trip planned to Mexico City. Oh yeah. And I love getting inspired by art. I love traveling and getting inspired by art, food, local culture. So that's next on like where I'll be inspired for the next season of what I do with art, what I do with fashion, what I do in general Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to just being Amy. Um, (laughs) But there's some stuff that I am working on that is really exciting and fun, which I... Sorry that I can't share. No, no, no. It's fine. Leave a cliffhanger. Yeah, leave a cliffhanger. But I found this quote a couple of weeks ago. There's a, 
a Nike collaboration with this woman named Melody Eshani. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read it to you guys because I just think that it's so cool. And it just is so... It makes it, it feels right when I like read it and okay. hear it, and I hope that you guys will enjoy it okay. too. So it's, if you knew what you had was rare, would you never waste it? Yeah, yeah, yes. Love that. Yeah. If you knew what you I had, think that's going to be you, the title of this episode. If you knew what you had was rare... You know, we, we all just talked about how we let, left our jobs mm-hmm. and stuff. And, and if you knew what you had was so rare, would you be like, I'm going to stick, I'm going to stay at this job because, just because of security. Mm-hmm. What you have so special. Wow. Mm. Oh my God. Because your life is rare. Yeah. You came here yeah. <laughs> somehow by the aliens. Like your talents <laughs> are so unique and unique. special yeah. to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> I'm obsessed with you. Even more we so now that I know how witchy about, you are. We didn't even get to talk about astrology, which I oh mean, that could be another. Oh, also, you introduced us to Imans on yes. Instagram. Oh, Love her. At Imans three S's, I yes. think. Yeah. I'm obsessed with her. I'm obsessed with her now, yeah. too. She yeah. guides my life, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Let's talk about astrology for a second. Let's talk. We have a minute. Yeah. Um, Tell me. Well, it's Scorpio season. Okay, so it's Scorpio season. <laughs> yeah. it, was in, it's the, it was the new moon last yeah. night. It was really, really strong energy. I did a little ritual where my letting go ceremony where yeah. I, I write things that I want to let go of on little slips of paper and then I go outside and then burn them. Yep, and, and you watch them burn. Right? I watch them burn yes. and then I see like how they burn. Yeah. And there are some that that will not burn. Yeah. And there are some that like combust yeah. into flames. Yeah. And then there's some that like help the others like, you know, light more um and i just feel like it's a really great way of like starting the new cycle and then being like level-headed and going into it with like really good intentions um how do you do do you partake in any new moon i do i do participate uh so i did that last month actually um and i put like you put some bowls around you with salt and Uh water and you write down what you want to release similar and then you combine the ash of your um, of the burnt sheets yeah. with the salt to neutralize it. Oh wow! Yeah, and then you put, to energetically neutralize yeah, it, yeah. right? And then you put it into the water for it to like dissipate, basically. And then what you're supposed to do with that is either flush it down your toilet or get rid of it somewhere far from your house because you don't want that negative energy oh, around you. Right. So I sort of do that. I love doing um, a new moon bath. Mm-hmm. And same thing with intentions of what I'm releasing and what I want to manifest. Yeah. I truly do believe in manifestation. Yeah, yeah. And um, just like on a daily basis, I try to take out 10 minutes in the morning before I wake up. Or not before I wake up. In bed, <laughs> before I get out of bed. Um, She's lucid dreaming. <laughs> I'm still dreaming, actually. Um, I'm, I'm actually in a dream world. I'm a Pisces, so like we're, always, we're forever dreaming. Um, but I just do a manifestation out loud mm-hmm. um, and I use this app called Insight Timer which I'm obsessed with yeah. it's free and mm-hmm. you can basically choose the amount of time that you want to meditate or what okay. you're looking for some of it um, you can do based off of I can go back to skin but it has to do with binaural beats and helping mend DNA mm-hmm. or if you're feeling a certain way like mm-hmm. uplifting you um, and so 
Yeah, Amazing. those are some of my rituals. Wow. Well, I mean, I feel like this month coming coming up now, this lunar cycle is going to be a strong one for you because it's um, in Scorpio, which is yeah. a water sign, just like you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't wait to uh, see you uh, destroy the galaxy, basically. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> a sum to live in, but destroy the rest. <laughs> no, there's enough space for all of us. <laughs> oh, well, absolutely. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys thank for having you. me. This is really lovely. Where can people find you on the On the worldwide www. web yes. Yes. at laybest um, on Instagram, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Yeah, thank great. you. Thank you so much. Thank oh, you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. You can find all relevant social links down in the description and make sure to follow us both on Insta at Mr. Benfield and at Omar Takes Picks. And also find us on YouTube at Matt and Omar. If you feel so inclined, leave us a little review on whatever you're listening to the show on because that would be cute. And we'll see you back here next Monday. Bye. Bye.